Welcome to the Light the Sky podcast, where we are doing something new today. Special episode time uh, in the middle of our police discography, or at the end of our police discography, and whichever discography we'll be covering next, still to be released. And uh, for this episode, uh, it is Kevin's turn, so the four of us, uh, myself, uh, Chris, Alex, and Kevin uh, have all had taken our turns um, uh, in terms of presenting a special episode. And Kevin's idea for a discussion was to have an open discussion on the state of uh, music in general, I suppose. Maybe I'll start with a little rock and roll, but we'll go a little bit uh, deeper than that. And so it's just going to be all open discussions, still true to the spirit of the show, being that it's four people with four opinions. And all four of us have uh, really not grown up with the rise and fall in rock and roll. So it's uh, hopefully you enjoy our perspectives. And if you don't think it's good, well, you know what? It's just our opinion. No big deal. We're just not covering track by track today, and this might be a, uh, well, we'll see if this flies or if this just runs out of <laughs> runway, and uh, well, we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it and see how it goes. So Kevin put together four questions, four intriguing questions, uh, open-ended for the most part, and we've all, um, you know, maybe put a little thought into them, uh, maybe not, maybe we'll just uh, wing it here, but uh, we'll put it together and uh, in, a, in a format that kind of resembles what we usually do and uh, see how it goes. So bear with us as we work out the formalities of this format, uh, but we'll see how it uh, how it goes for you. So Kevin, why don't you fill us in a little bit on uh, the questions you picked out and um, kind of the, the discussion that you're looking to spark with these ideas? Sure. So first off, you know, one of the ideas and concepts behind this show as a whole that we've always, you know, gone for is four guys kind of beaming into your living room, just like hanging out with you and discussing. So if you have nobody to talk music with at home or somebody just doesn't want to talk Pink Floyd with you 24 (laughs) hours a day, well, we are here for you and you can get together with your buddies and just talk around, you know, a table. And that's, that's what we're here to do. Just chat with your buds. And, I wanted to further that discussion, so that's why I kind of came up with these open-ended questions. First of all, these are questions that we sometimes talk about when we get together off the air. Um, So (laughs) we'll see if it sparks the same kind of discussion on the air. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how this goes. I mean, we're not physically meeting. We are all in our separate locations. But who knows? Maybe Chris and I will be getting together at the shores of the Fox River <laughs> later. He will be bringing his shovel, and I'll be bringing my bat. And we will uh, be up for debate. So, And yeah. again, if you haven't listened to this show before, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we're four, I guess, for lack of a better generational term, millennials. Um, so, you know, maybe you grew up listening to this music and have a very dis- different perspective. But uh, we all were fans of this music. We're all guitar players to some degree, um, and we all have a, uh, a passion for not just this music, but really all music in general. And like personally speaking for myself, like many different forms of media and, and movies, things like that. So uh, that's what we'll be picking up tonight. And we're going to kind of keep to the format uh, of our original show format, uh, being with our opening thoughts. And we're going to, you know, we're going to go in inverse order because Kevin opened it up. So Alex... Uh, give me your answers, your quick uh, answers to the four questions that uh, that Kevin provided. Is rock responsible for its own demise? That's the thing. Quick, I don't. Quick, quick, quick. Yeah, I I don't think so because I don't think it's dead. Um, okay. I mean, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get to it. 
You good? You good? All right. And, has and, has the accessibility of music also ruined and diluted it uh, to an extent? Yes. Okay. Uh, personally speaking, talk about the album as a whole. Has it always been a singles world, and albums just had a strong period? That's tricky. Uh, back and forth. I would say back and forth. I'll, I'll go into it a little bit more later. For a world driven by the next new thing, it seems very geared towards stuff people already know. Where's the disconnect? I mean, I guess it kind of also depends on who you ask, because there's some people that totally want to, you know, get the new thing all the time, and there's some people who are just kind of stuck in their ways and just want to, like, stay in their lane and listen to stuff in their own world. So... Uh, that one is hard for me to answer, so maybe I'll, I'll answer it after you guys give your points. But All right, Chris, your thoughts. Rock, is it responsible for its own demise, if you agree or not, that it has been demolished? Um, yeah, this is hard, because, I mean, Rock is such a broad... <laughs> that's like 50 years worth of evolution. Uh, just, just quick... All right, uh, I guess... Uh, oh, ah. Yeah, talking about fraud. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's funny. I was thinking about this one because, yeah, that's... Uh, is Rock responsible for its own demise? Uh, I guess maybe to an extent, but I think there were some outside factors that might have brought it down. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Which maybe leads into... Yeah, which, which kind of leads into the second one as far as accessibility of music. Um, yeah, we're... Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, pretty much, yeah, the, yeah, the entire, not, not just rock music, all music, I mean, it's pretty much, yeah, kind of been dumped, yeah, and that was the thing, I don't know if it's made it where it's not special anymore, um, yeah, where before it's like you could, you had, sometimes you had to search or, or, or even waiting, there was like a specialty, again, I know you guys are still kind of into as far as collecting vinyl, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it's I like long. that, Chris. Save it for yeah. the save it yeah. for the <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll say, uh, yeah, the, maybe to an extent, yeah, the accessibility has ruined it uh, a little bit. Um, all right, the next question: Talk about the album as a whole. Uh, has it always been a singles world? And albums? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I think uh, I think popular music has always been driven by the singles, and then that kind of leads you as a gateway into the album. Okay. Uh, but I think without the singles i don't think and most people would be aware of sure. uh of uh, of an album in, in its entirety um all right and the last one for a world driven by the next new thing ip seems to be very towards stuff people already know where is the disconnect uh yeah this is another one i had to kind of think about uh uh yeah i don't know i think for the most part maybe uh as far as the disconnect um yeah, there's. Uh, I gotta think about it. This is when I really had to. You just want to pass on that one too. You'd be like Alex. It was. It's a very. It's, 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 it's a very uh, kind of technical question. Um, where's the disconnect? Well, the problem with uh, a lot of media, I guess, yeah, that it is kind of a popularity contest. Uh, where unless if you're people like us, you don't really go. If I'm if, I, if I'm understanding the question correctly. Uh, Unless you're people like us, you don't really are open or are aware of other, uh, yeah, you're just kind of, you're just forced the stuff that you already know that you grew up with or the top 40 or whatever, which is probably 80, 90% of the listening population. Sure. Uh, 
That's fine. I, 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 might, I might broaden that question when we get there, or maybe yeah. narrow it down too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my thoughts. Rock responsible for its own demise. Responsible, eh, you know, of course it bears responsibility. Um, demise, absolutely. Um, rap killed rock. It just did. Uh, had accessibility of music diluted and ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're competing with everything for sure. I, I think it's, it's, it's definitely, it's altered the experience. Has it always been a singles world? Um, yeah, it has. It really has. <laughs> and in a world driven by the next new thing, uh, IP is all geared towards what people already know. What's the disconnect? I would say that the disconnect specifically with music is that music has not experienced the fractures in the status quo that other forms of media and broadly speaking, the rest of the world have experienced over the last, you know, generation or so. Hmm. Okay. Kevin? Wow, that's a uh, very which way, interesting way. I got, I got, yeah, 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 yeah. flesh it out. Okay. Not, not it's my rock uh, responsible yeah. <laughs> for its own demise. Uh, I'm going to say half and half. Um, has the accessibility of music always, always, you know the questions, everybody. Yeah. Accessibility, yes. Uh, it's ruined it. Um, talk about, yes, it's always been a single world. Where's the disconnect? I don't know. That's what I wanted to find out, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who answered that question. Um, I answered it. I just don't know if I understood the question correctly. <laughs> I guess I, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I think so. Well, um, let's 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 just start with the rock and roll being responsible for its own demise. Uh, I think I would like to start something out with this one, um, not to hog the beginning of this, but um, and you know I, I would just like to at least play where rock and roll really arguably started. Um, I wasn't even planning on doing this before the show, but I just saw it mentioned somewhere. So, um, you know, whether or not you agree with this, I think that this is you know the genesis of what would become you know several generations of of, uh, of of an entire genre. Oh, great song! Born through a party in the county jail, the prison band was there and they began to wail. The band was jumping and the drum began to swing. You should have heard the locked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let rock. Everybody in old cell block. Yes, that is Elvis Presley and Jailhouse Rock. The year for that, I think 1957. Mm -hmm. Didn't play the Motley Crue live version. Yeah, well, and I'm going to take us all the way. To, I'm not going to take us, uh, you know, all the way to where I think rock stopped. Um, but I would probably have to put it someplace around 2000 and one to 2003 and again you know if you're listening to this show in australia as i know we have some australian listeners or if you're listening for sure in northern europe in the scandinavian countries <laughs> i think that you're a long way from saying that at least metal in terms of uh popularity is dead but at least here in the states uh this was the last time i really remember uh, rock and roll being something that you'd hear on the radio that you'd hear people you know your peers in school singing it would be your something that you would have 
like rock, you know, clicks in school. I think this ends with um, a band I would I would have to say I'm waiting for this to load, so I'm stalling a bit. It called uh, Lincoln Park. <laughs> So how do we get from Elvis Presley to Lincoln Park? I mean, does that, can we agree on the terms of debate and if we're covering rock and roll from its start to its finish, would that really encompass the era in terms of rock being popular and really of the yeah. moment? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. You, ahead, you could Ken. maybe make the case for a couple of years after Lincoln Park, there were some last gasp. You know, yeah, but, but as but as far as a commercial force, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. uh, I think Lincoln Park was the last. I mean, because he had like Hybrid Theory it's a sold huge, thirty seller, million yeah. copies. Yeah. The uh, Meteora, I, I think, sold twenty million. I mean, I was surprised how big how many are, records they sold. Are, are you yeah. talking about in terms of like the last popular, sort of yes, popular yeah. like take on the genre of well, rock? This is, this is where because I'm rock playing. because I mean, look at the Foo Fighters. Like Dave Grohl is like on mm, every they're freaking. 90s band, though. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about like a, you were talking about an up and coming young hungry kind like of like the last time rock and roll had the zeitgeist of the youth. Yeah. Had to yeah. be Lincoln Park, right? Yeah. And after that it pretty much kind of went back into the underground, which is where it's been probably for the last 15 Oh, yeah, it's still on the years. I mean, it's still like very Well, not, you know, yeah. it's this is this is what I mean though. Like uh, and I don't mean to make this tired comparison, but when I came up with the question, you know, it's too easy to compare it with jazz which had a long span of time as the king of yeah. music and eventually, you rock know, rock kind of, yeah. you know, there was that transition part and you still had great jazz being made even when rock was popular, you know, into the right. 60s, 70s and you know, so many great artists. But, you know, in terms of jazz as a chart pushing popular force, you didn't see the young kids running after the limos, did you? And right. who who are the rock who are the up and coming rock stars on the cover of magazines? They're not right. the rap stars. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it's just, well, and even if you say stuff like the 1975, that's so poppy. Like that's right. and they, and well, that you know, I, where, I hate where, to be a gatekeeper, but no, it's just but like, you know yeah. where I, where I see a lot of it is, and I'm like, not that I'm not not so much like I'm being like an old man and I'm shitting on this stuff. It's just I like legit <laughs> haven't really like gone out and searched for it. But I mean, Harry Styles, Jonas Brothers, like they're still selling out multiple nights at United Center and people are like, I see I have friends that are girls that post about that stuff like all the time, like paying $500 to go see them multiple times in a row, like at the, at the United Center. And it's like, yeah, okay. I wouldn't say they're not, not, they're necessarily throwing anything new on the, on the genre, but you are having you know, like the Beatles thing, like girls flocking over him and following him everywhere. And it's like changing 
kind of the the lifestyle and it it, it really I I mean I hate to put it down to this but it comes down to you know that the guy's got a good voice but I don't think that's necessarily what's selling it he's just like a good looking guy and uh, another th- another thing going to John Mayer <laughs> no cool because you, you could argue that John Mayer is like a, a late nineties uh, early two thousands guy too I mean I love John Mayer but I mean that is like a part of it but then you look at I don't know somebody like Ed Sheeran. Like I wouldn't say that guy is a is an eye catcher at all. But like he was like the biggest listened to guy on Spotify for a long time. I don't listen to him. I don't personally like him. And he's somebody that baffles me why he's the biggest. Yeah. Uh, you know, Spotify guy. I mean, I don't think he is anymore. But that's like something else. And I don't know if he was kind of going through going through the Coldplay route because you could kind of yeah. say like Coldplay was maybe inspirational on him. So. Yeah, it's but weird. It, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Isn't this a, a question of, you know, its impact on the culture and the cultural phenomenon that rock and roll was in the sense that, you know, when you, if, you, if you say it, the two examples that I played on either end of the rock and roll's rock and roll's dominance, you know, Elvis Presley was was ballsy. Like it was sure. you know, the dance moves and, and just like the things that that youth would look at and just be like, you, you know, like the, you know, it's it's the the censorship on on TV, or you know, just just the way that people just would call it noise. And I think people would say the same thing about Lincoln Park. Maybe maybe more Limp Bizkit than Lincoln Park, to be honest. Um, but you know, it was something that was just just anti-establishment or just well, right. very you know. You, I know it's corporate anti-establishment, but still, you mentioned where, that. Sorry to cut that cut you off. I'll just say this real quick, just because this is somebody that I thought of that I've been honestly seeing. And I personally hate the guy, but I have a friend of mine who's like on tour opening for this guy right now, and he's kind of giving me like an inside scoop on him, but Machine Gun Cully. Like, I I hate that guy. He came from a rap world, and now he's, you know, I I don't know if he won any Grammys or whatever, but his like latest record is sort of like a pop punk record, and it's huge, and he's all over the media and it's because he's controversial. And even though he's like an idiot, I mean, I, I shouldn't say he's an idiot because he. <laughs> okay. I, it's it's ma- manufactured. Ma- well, it's manufactured, and, and maybe he's not an idiot because he's he's probably thinking good press is bad or bad press is good press. As long as people are talking about me and they're going to listen to it, regardless if it's bad or not, they're racking up my play. So it's a win-win for me. So I, I get what you're saying with the whole Elvis thing, like. Not that he's doing anything super crazy or controversial or anything, but it's enough to get people to follow him. And you look at Elvis and like everything probably before him, unless you're like really, I guess maybe like looking into like old blues and rock that kind of changed music, but like with the sex appeal and the dance, like the kind of innuendos and the sensual dancing and stuff that Elvis did, like everything was safe before him. And he just came Mm -hmm. and like, gave everybody that voice to be like, oh, it's okay to right. be kind of sexy and sensual and like do what you want to do. And he just like took over and made it okay and did right. it on a huge platform. So that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if it was kind of a backlash to, if you want to say in the 50s, like conservative values, like in the years after the war, which were very heavy, very kind of, yeah, just where... Papa knows and, best. Yeah, and, yeah, right. And, and you even heard, uh, as far as a lot of those guys who who, came, who blew up in the 60s, as far as like, yeah, that they came from very dark, kind of like, especially the guys coming out of England. I mean, that was like the the destruction of, the, of, their, of their homes and hometowns. And there's just a... Yeah, just trying to find something. Yeah, that kind of has a little bit more of a, yeah, yeah, like it's a little bit more of a meaning. Um, 
kind of breaking away from those uh, kind of staunch uh, of, of their parents' era. Yeah, and just that... Uh, well, that's where you might be able to say that rock became responsible for its own demise when it lost that thread. I mean, what, can you point at a year and say that's when rock and roll went corporate? I don't know that you can, but there's well, the, it's, there's yeah. some point, and it's it's got to be in the mid-90s or something with NWA or you know Dr. Dre or whatever, where rap pushed rock off the pedestal permanently in terms right. of well, just capturing well, yeah, that you, aggression, well, yeah, the, that you know, uh, that, that cultural, that, that, that cultural like, tension that, right. you know, rock was never able, I, I couldn't even see how it could regain it now. It would just feel so dated. Contrived. Yeah. yeah. But you can almost uh, yeah. tell by the fact that the rock's biggest faces are still the old withering guys. It's not Machine that, Gun Kelly, that's for sure. <laughs> like, I get the point, but he even came from rap anyway. Machine Gun so. Kelly, yeah, is, is, uh, obviously yeah. out there. And, but you know, you, you look at, uh, you look at Machine Guns Kelly's biggest, uh, his album, his album that's huge right now, who is it produced by? Travis Barker. He's been... Blink-182? Yeah, yeah. yeah, huge since forever. So obviously there's, there's a hand yeah. in the old the old guard there anyway. We yeah. were calling Blink-182 old guard, but, you know. Funny enough it is. But it's weird. It <laughs> seems like you know, uh, rock music almost looks to the past, where a lot of like the current genre, like rap, they kind of do, they're moving forward, I guess. Yeah, if you want to call it that. I know it's... Yeah, I think there are parts of rap that have kind of gotten a little pyramidally as far as like early 90s here, yeah, where it's not it's not the Tupac, it's not the Biggie, it's not the Nas era, where it was very kind of introspective and very... Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's in but, its hair metal phase, but I've yeah, been saying that for a while now, but it's yeah, still but there. But it's still huge, yeah. though. Yeah, it's still... I, I mean, they, they've had a lot longer shelf life here than hair metal, or even the 80s scene ever. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, the hair metal scene was pretty much killed off by 91, where rap... It, nothing's been able to really take it down. It's still kind of there, whether or not it's you can take it seriously. It hasn't lost uh, its fan base. Um, I almost and, feel yeah. like EDM was the hair metal of the era, where it had its like five, its six moment. year, five, six years around the two thousand ten Swedish house mafia know, and those guys. Yeah, and and yeah. everybody was into it about going to clubs and raves, and you know, it's still obviously popular, but it kind of like. It died down again. It all had, and again, I mean, you know. it's something. It's something you can't explain. As far okay, why? Like of our, like when our generation came out, okay, like rock. It, it wasn't. Uh, our generation didn't embrace rock as much. Why was that? I don't know. Just that's just the nature of the, the journey of life, or whatever. Things change unexpectedly. You can't explain it. Um, uh, luckily but for us, I mean, yeah. As far as keeping the kind of the history alive, luckily a lot of us have had parents that kind of have allowed us to bring that. Uh, it, but whether yeah, whether or not that's yeah, going to help. Uh, yeah, uh, it's going to help like move as far as rock music. That's not going to. It's. I don't think it's necessarily going to help that. It is. Before, it yeah. is interesting. Like, because I, I know this is probably not something that I should go off of as like a generalization, but I'm like looking at last or uh, this year, last August's Lollapalooza lineup, and I would say that's sort of like a pretty universal fest. Like, you could look at Lollapalooza or Bonnaroo or yeah. Coachella, and I feel like Bonnaroo's that's almost going to be more electronic though. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I feel like these are like the kind of big festivals in a way to kind of see where maybe like current music is at. And I'm looking at the lineup, and I'll just read off the headliners. And again, this is not you know a, the be all end all, but it's just okay. Is this 2021 or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, yeah. So you got Thursday, you got Miley Cyrus, Elenium, 
K. Trinata Playboy Cardi. Okay, so I guess you could kind of say that's a, a pop, hip-hop. And a little rap, yeah. Yeah. Friday, you got Tyler, the Creator, Marshmallow, Roddy, Rick, Jack Harlow. Okay, I only know who Tyler, the Creator is kind of. I didn't know if that was one name. Yeah, one person. Then Saturday, Saturday, you got Post Malone, who he kind of was a rock punk guy. <laughs> like, that's how he grew up, but obviously he's a rap pop guy. Then you got Journey, so you got the Nostalgia Act there. Megan the Stallion, Limp Bizkit. Almost like a nostalgia kind of coming back. Weird, what yeah. a weird lineup. And then <laughs> Sunday, and then Sunday, you got Foo Fighters, Young Thug, Brockhampton, and Modest Mouse, which is interesting because Modest Mouse was, I feel like, big in the early to mid 2000s. And mm-hmm. maybe they still are, but I just remember them being big then. So, I mean, I didn't check any of the other lineups, but yeah, it's very much primarily like a pop, yeah. hip hop world, but there are still some of those like rock acts but if anything you're right it's like 90s early 2000s bands that never really went away but there's not many like what what are you gonna say like greta van fleet or something like that oh don't talk about that no i don't like i don't like them but i'm trying to think of like younger like i well okay most this this leads right into a point that i wanted to make is like did rock start dying off when it started looking into the past Oh yeah, I mean that's like the, see, that, that, pop can always get away with looking into the past because it'll just nobody cares if you totally switch up the sound next album or next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a disco song and then next single release totally yeah. so nobody will care. But like, did once rock started being all vintage and let's go back and throwbacks and do all this, yeah. was it oh, just doomed? Because oh, okay, so I, what I you're was... saying is that the 90s killed rock because the 90s was a throwback to the oh I'm like I, I mean I, a, I might be I might be because I mean. and I think we've had this discussion but like I honestly uh, and it's got to be something super underground but like I don't really know of any genre that is that hasn't taken from something else it's like everybody well, yeah, everybody is taking at least something from a right, past I, genre. Yeah, I think rock, though, in particular, and it's fun, funny because I, I listen to Eddie Trent quite a bit, and he'd probably be killing us right now just as far as just our Oh, kinda... come on. Let's, let's get a tweet out then. Let's... <laughs> yeah, I'd, 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 I'd love to get him on here. Let's but do it. Uh, yeah, But again, because he, he talks about like oh, like bands like the Struts and, and Rival Sons, which are, and again, I've used this word. The, the in... Struts are just queen. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay, they're, they're competent. They sound good. But again, they, they're competent. They're not moving the genre forward, and that's the problem. Right. Hang on. Ready. Yeah. yeah it's really weird it's like when that. when your biggest bands like new young bands are bands that look like and people have debates about if they're ripoffs of bands from 50 years ago you have issues yeah and that's 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 the sign you're trying to recapture yeah, your glory as yeah. much as i love all these 80s revival acts too it's the same thing and and i think the reason for that and yeah, it's almost like that problem with like so much, and we. And that's another question that we're going to get to, like music constantly coming out. But it's like, I don't know if it's so much like the fear of not making it. So you got to do something at least that people already love. Yeah. And you can just kind of put like some slight take on it to make it your own. Because as long as it's like somewhat rooted in something that a lot of people like people can be like, oh, I like this band. They sound like Queen, but they look like 
the Stones or something yeah, but like they have, that. Yeah, they have their own. And that's hard. Yeah, just being original is yeah, very difficult. And that's, I guess, one difference yeah, between kind of the classic era and now. I mean, they're... There was nothing they were making it as they were going on. For whatever reason, yeah, just that period between 19, we'll, we'll say 1960 and 1990. I don't know, like, I don't know what it was, but that just seems like there was, that was just a magical time where everything was, yeah, yeah, kind of like the, like the post-Civil War era where you had, like, this incredible, like, as far as innovation and technology, all of a sudden just blew up after, why specifically then? Why did that? And then why did it all of a sudden, after a certain point, just die down? Was it a change in generation? Maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, was it just like Mark said, did it just have its, its time like jazz? I don't know. I mean, you could, well, it's that funny. Was Kevin's yeah, point, but yeah, yeah, Kevin, you, you made a good point as far as uh, jazz. You, when you think about it, yeah, jazz, it seems like a lot of these big genres that everybody loves had like a 30 year period. If you look at jazz, like the twenties to the fifties seems Benny seems Goodman to John Coltrane. Right. Really? And then yeah. all of a sudden, okay. And then yeah, all this Andrew Lee Lewis and, uh, uh, and all those guys all of a sudden blew up and then, uh, and then the 60 and that's i think a lot of people like the beatles that was kind of the moment where everything kind of came together they're kind of like that weird little uh yeah kind of like that that transition period um and all of a sudden you have this classic arrow that yeah it was probably about 15 20 years like holy crap it was funny i was i was watching this documentary on the uh the rainbow bar and grill um and gene simmons kind of brought up that point like if you think of all the bands that came out between 1960 again yeah 1990 just think of all the classic artists that even now today are still yeah yeah still like they're still holding their throne down and then all of a sudden you head in the 90s to now it's like all of a sudden there's like a massive stocks are on the downturn <laughs> yeah well yeah. I, and I'll, I'll keep going back to culture yeah. on it that it has yeah. they they lost the the threat of rebellion i mean the last artist that i could think of i mean even lincoln park wasn't I don't recall being that shocking. I think it would be more like Papa Roach or Limp Bizkit. Right. I mean, cut Limp my Bizkit. life into pieces. I think. Yes. Even I mean, that I, was just the, you heard that on the radio next to the Backstreet Boys. Like in Chicago, there was this radio station that was ninety two point seven Kiss FM, <laughs> a long time ago. Like yeah. long, like you know, yeah, maybe turn yeah, of the century. Still a Kiss FM. They had right. Papa Roach next That's to Backstreet right. Boys. Yeah. Like it was yeah, one and as, one together. Yeah, it's like yeah. I know that genre kind of gets, but as far as like the last res- where people still talk about them in the same vein that people talk about Led Zeppelin, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I know it's been beaten to death, but like Nirvana, I know as far as just globally. Oh, sure. I don't, sure. I don't think any uh, heroin chick and uh, like that whole, um, what was her name? Kate Moss. Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney Love. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that heroin <laughs> chick. Yeah, because yeah, again, yeah, that, yeah that, that, I mean, I know he, I know his Heroin death kind chic. of, yeah, yeah, I know his death kind of elevated his profile, but uh, but as far as I mean, everything that kind of came after that, it, you, there was not the same kind of classic like, oh man, I was there, like when that kind of that whole scene blew up. I mean, not to put down mm-hmm. the new metal genre, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's looked at the same way as like when when Alice in Chains and uh, uh, well, yeah, so they killed it. They didn't and evolve. They didn't. There's nowhere for it to go. I mean, maybe pop punk should, filled the void. Or, or, pop punk. Well, I was gonna mention pop punk yeah. because, I mean, uh, you look at those bands of the '90s and, and like, there's a lot of history on, on when it really became big. I mean, it's tough to say because like the late seventies with like the sex pistols and the clash and the Ramones and stuff. Like obviously the Ramones came down and like came out and kicked the door down and nobody was writing stuff really that fast, taking like old Beatles beach boys style songwriting and throwing a bunch of gain on it and playing it fast and 
having that attitude, like no one was really doing that. Then, you know, that inspired the clash who had, who brought the reggae stuff and, Mm -hmm. and the pistols as well, where like pistols really only had one record and it's an iconic, great record. But I I think it was a combination of good songs, but also it was really the image and the F you attitude and, and just, yeah, there's a right. Yeah. There's stuff like that. Yeah. And then you, you go to the nineties and, you know, bands like, well, Nirvana helped kick the door down for punk to come through, like bands like Green Day, The Offspring, Rancid, you know, bands like that. And then Blink, I remember, for example, like I was born in 93 and like my first musical memories outside of the classic rock bands like Joe Walsh and ACDC and Sticks that my dad got me into. First music I found on my own was Blink-182 and, and like some day. 41 that, that was that was 99 from those now cds you guys remember those now those were huge for me because they i mean and that got me into like a lot of rap stuff like that got me into like mystical and usher and different and like pop stuff too and casey and right. jojo and it, it's like it, it was a gr- and that's the thing and like with spotify I mean, I almost wish like the the compilation CDs like that didn't really die because there's no need for that anymore. People can just make their own and that will get into that topic of, you know, so much music, I think it's just dilute stuff, but that was like a great way for people to get into music. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I was just listening to an interview the other day with Tom, the the guitar singer of Blink, and I, well, not really anymore, but he was. Yeah. And he the was conspiracy saying, theorist. The conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and yeah. like, okay, what they were just, they weren't necessarily doing anything unique. Like you could go back to like the Descendants, like SoCal, early to mid 80s pop punk stuff. They took that, but made it even maybe faster, better production, the fart, you know, bathroom humor. It humor, was just yeah. that the style that touching in with the skateboard culture, there was many different factors that made them huge. And he was just saying too, like the interview was asking him, he's like, you know, I know you maybe like, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I know you probably look back on some of that stuff and like some of the humor maybe doesn't age well. And some of the lyrics don't age well, where you can really play that stuff in your like thirties and forties, but like, you have to be proud of what you did. And he's like, absolutely. Cause they were huge. I mean, mm-hmm. they were all over MTV and they were like one of the biggest bands. Like I would see them on TRL and MTV all the time. And he was even saying, he's like, when I knew that we were kind of changing things, it's like, we would go to Ireland like this, you know, it's green and it's foggy and <laughs> you, you wouldn't think this. And there is like a line down the street of kids wearing sideways flat brim hurley hats and hurley t-shirts and vans and skateboard shirts and stuff like that and he's like you see this in like some rural town in ireland and it's like we're, we're changing something here so okay hmm. so so here's a thought that where rock lost the thread um you know maybe it wasn't so much that limp Bizkit and lincoln park just couldn't spawn that next generation of stars it's that the punk took over to replace that because sure. you know when I went to high school it was all like the popular rebellious thing was you know anti-flag um you know uh what was it here like good charlotte may have been you know uh, a big one um you know where's some of those just those those um uh and don't get know, me wrong they're not doing anything new but they're bringing no, yeah. it to a new generation like you could say anti-flag is just doing what the clash is doing sure or the casualties or black flag yeah, yeah. Or bl- 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of stuff. You know, when you think about, it, they took over the mic when it come to when it came to like rebel music, and this was during the Bush era and the Iraq War. Absolutely. So that was kind of the thing to to just kind of have like that view on on the war and everything. American and, and idiot. That was yeah, and, and that was the kind of thing that you know. It, it fizzled out. Maybe it became more metalcore after that. And it, it's just that, kind of interesting when when you think yeah. about it that that rock got pushed off the pedestal by by rap, and then punk took its place as they were going to be the guitar driven uh, yeah, um, right. like anti-establishment. And then rock was never able to regain it seriously. Um, right. it, it, it just it just can you blame it for it? Is it responsible for its own demise? Like, yeah, yeah like maybe it's just not subconsciously. That, like, you, like people don't because it lasted for so long. Some people don't consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and, and here, so yeah. in the two thousands, yeah. you know, I would say that as MTV shifted away, um, or it started really in the nineties, but MTV by the two thousands, you know, when I was in high school, it was basically all you know, reality show and, and kind of like that direction. And, um, you know, not so much Jersey shore, but maybe a little bit before that, but I would say that the, the rock stars of the two thousands jackass. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, like those guys were the rocks. They just weren't musicians. Oh yeah. Right. Sure. I, mean, because, I, mean, I don't know if I'm just making no, that you're right. up. I mean, just, and again, you could argue just from a literal standpoint, as far as what you're exposed to as a young person, like our, like our parents, like that was rock music, like sixties and seventies, like Led Zeppelin, like just, yes seeing that getting that but again yeah in the 2000s for people like us i mean that wasn't our it's yeah all of a sudden it was like just multimedia yeah guys not necessarily musicians just personalities which is kind of what's dominating instead of like going to a rock concert you'd be like you know pushing around shopping carts and crashing in the bushes and and again that's (laughs) just a cool thing to do when i was in high school that's just the evolution of whatever you want to call what we're talking about it's just it's it's hard you can't explain it you can't yeah that's that's just how things that's just how life works and i know yeah a lot of people may not agree with it but yeah that's just that's such a good comparison i mean and you look at it like i i I got into bands through jackass and stuff like that because they were punks and skateboarders but that's a great transition because you're taking a totally different medium and like while those guys kind of dabbled in music and had you know what was it cky i think yeah. was like oh, yeah. I, which i never really listened and to him but too. and him like and like i i discovered slayer through a like jackass or viva la bam video and they it's just shock value it's like kids wanted to see people get hurt and they just put it on this like it like if it was on regular tv and it wasn't underground it was acceptable and it's right. just it's it's something new and exciting and it's like yeah if there's kids aren't musicians like people are into skating because it's like this kind of like anti-authoritarian culture right. it's, it's, it's like, a much there's yeah, a draw a, to that yeah it's a much mm-hmm. more desensitizing thing too i mean if you look compare i mean were, sure yeah I, I would say maybe marilyn manson was that moment where i think as far yeah. as where you couldn't just be like a robert plant or a jimmy or whatever or a david bowie and have this kind of you had, had to do to something yeah, you had to throw that, and I think that you could say he probably kind of gave birth to it, like at that next level where it's like, okay, well, okay, what do you do now? Like the old guard of rock music can't, yeah, okay, how, how are they going to reinvent the wheel? How are they going to sh- not shock us, but just like holy cow, like whether well, it's a positive or this a negative is leading reaction, right yeah. where I wanted almost. Like, well, is, 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 yeah. one more thread to yeah, continue ahead, from Mark. that is that <laughs> yeah. you know, well, rap is doing its thing, and it's it's all about you know beefing with the ops and and you know like all that. You know what makes it kind of interesting is that you know you as a you know, or us as suburban white guys just don't have any experience. So it's kind of like a cultural interest. It's mm-hmm. like, what are they doing over there? That, that culture is very, you know, it, it's very edgy just by its own nature because you right. don't have any experience with it. Um, right. 
Um, whereas rock and roll culture, like you think about rock and roll culture, it's just like being on tour, having a big stage, you know, girls, 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 yeah. motorcycles. <laughs> like it just yeah. seems very dated and antiquated. Um, I mean, there's probably a reason that one of the bigger songs on Spotify right now is Elton John. Uh, Alex, you mentioned Young Thug and Megan The Stallion, who are both guests on this Elton John track. Oh, okay. So it's almost like they leapfrogged everything else. Like, you know, like David Grohl is not a guest on an Elton John song. You know, uh, you know, uh, whoever, Fred Durst is not a guest. No, <laughs> Young Thug and Megan The Stallion is there. So it was just, you know, totally jumped off. And, you know, from the Jackass crew came, you know, YouTube prank videos and the Jake Paul era. And, you know, now everyone wants to be a YouTube star and a TikTok star. And those are the rock stars uh, mm. of the generation where it's just com- rock lost the thread to other things beyond music and rap picked right. it up and punk picked it up and punk became metalcore. Right. Metalcore, you know, is kind and of metal and, and it, that, that was its own thing. And rap oh, metal still core, is what I, it is. I, so. I, I, and I cringe at some of the bands I listened to in high school, but sure. I was a huge, Asking and Alexandria. That, stuff like that. <laughs> no, for Ocean sure. Go, go, going to warp tour in 2010. I mean, like I went and I discovered a lot of the, my favorite punk bands that I still listen to today, but I definitely had the straightened hair and the skinny jeans and the toms. <laughs> and I was listening to bands like that, like suicide the, silence and dance, what, given that, dance and stuff like one attack, attack. attack. I, sure. Oh, God. And I, and like I played in high school bands with those bands and it's like, I don't know. I almost try to wonder who those bands were copying. I mean, maybe you can point it back. Used. Maybe, wait, wait. maybe you could take it from that, but like, I feel like nobody was really doing anything. And not that that stuff is hard now that I think about it. It's kind of like a lot of it's lame, but it's like that was sort <laughs> of a different thing there with a lot of like the panic chords and like the just the whole style of it. it's like yeah you're kind of taking the i guess quote-unquote emo-ness which i don't even think my chem is emo but like they kind of took that gothy emo look and like applied it to like heavier stuff mm-hmm. did doesn't I, I everything yes. there. Where, where is it? Oh, um, why is it so slow today well mark is getting <laughs> Where is that part of the song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's tough. Does, it's, it's tough. Doesn't <laughs> everything have a shelf life, though? Like, haven't yeah. they exhausted no, attack, all? No, attack is forever. No, no. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, in terms of rock, did, didn't they just, like, you end up exhausting every possible avenue you can go down, that, and then you're like, all right, well, that's it. It's time that, to move on because there's nothing left. That's where I, I may disagree a little bit. I um I mean because there are some bands that and, and and I've talked about this with you know the band that I'm in. It's like what's the best choices you can make to age well, where you don't end up like an attack attack. It's like okay, yes, they were huge for a moment in time, and like they still have a dedicated fan base. I'm sure somewhere, but. It's like they're they're not one of those bands where you're going to talk about in 20. And it's like, are you going to really imagine the the guys in that band playing that stuff when they're 50, 60 years old? And, that, and that's another thing. Like, yeah. The reason a why a well known musician come out of that? Yeah, Caleb Schomer or whatever. Yeah, I think he's still yeah. like in bands that. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> it's like, I think the reason why that was big is because it was new. There was like maybe. Uh, 
like attractive guy. I don't. I'm just yeah, thinking. I'm just thinking. But there was like the there was a, there was an appeal from the girls. It was like very extreme on the heavy side. So it would please. It was almost like it was like everything everything that they thought was popular at the time and threw it into a blender yeah, and, and it, it just and it, and it was so, so you have like the catchy poppy side we're like okay that's going to appeal to some fans oh we have this look that'll appeal to the girls oh we have this heavy moshy stuff that'll appeal to the bros let's just throw it into a blender and like if you listen back to that stuff and it's like this does not sound good yeah it's but pretty lazy and then i know chris you hate that in particular yeah but like yeah. I get why they did it. It's like, oh, let's take every extreme and throw it into one. And it's not necessarily structured. Well, it's almost like ADD music. No offense to anybody that has that. But like, you get what I'm saying? It's like it's not very thought out. Where like they, I don't think they were in it to maybe age well, or maybe they. Yeah, it's like it's like it's, a weird it, avant garde niche yeah, kind of. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like um, it's hard uh, to know like what would. It, that's the other thing too. It's like it's it's hard to know what's gonna. And that's always and that's like a tricky the, thing. It's hard. Balance, yeah. It's hard that's to know. Why you what, go back to the classics. Well, exactly. I'm just gonna rip off Led Zeppelin because I know if any, nobody's gonna criticize me for for doing that. Yeah, that's yeah, that was that's, my point with the struts. It's like, yeah, you can take a chance and do something totally new and hope it catches on, but it's so hard to know. Like you could just be a flavor of the week thing, where that's why I feel like a lot of bands aren't trying to be innovative because they're like, well, I'm not gonna try something and fail. Let me just do the safe route. Doesn't that just mean that you're doomed to obscurity, though? You're yeah, just, you're you're gonna get your five to ten thousand fans a night or whatever. Oh yeah, and you're it's never tricky. gonna play Madison Square Garden because nobody yeah, cares. There's no that route much. to Madison Square Garden anymore. N- not not through <laughs> doing what's been done. That's, yeah, that's, that's the impossible and part. And everybody who tries to do something new is like, up. ah, this is trend of the week. This is not, this is just a fad. This has been done before. We're going right. to do a 10-string guitar. Like, who cares anymore? The, the, the road to fame is no longer that path that you could say that the greats of rock and roll took. Then mm-hmm. everybody who went from Elvis and then who went the Beatles route and then went, you know, Bowie, Alice Cooper, Kiss, um, you know, even like to the level of Michael Jackson, like that path doesn't exist anymore. It's no. all cul-de-sacs. You know, you, yeah. you just get kind of caught in that cul-de-sac and you can, you know, uh, play to those five, six houses in your cul-de-sac, but there's no way outside That's of that. Maybe, really you know, there's a few guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. a yeah. few guys like MGK, you know, maybe you don't like him, but right. he's tried and when to you, get out you, of his cul-de-sac. But. Right. And when you, and when you try breaking out of those cul-de-sacs, you get accused of, oh, he's trying to sell it or he's, oh, that's not mm-hmm. what, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the gatekeepers have gotten a lot more like malignant, like recently, there's just a lot more kind of a. But that's funny. A lot of a lot of the music yeah, that they love. I mean, that were created under not f- listening to the gatekeepers. I mean, mm-hmm. like what we just talked about with the police. I mean, whether or not you like them or not. I mean, they took a lot of a lot of weird little styles and they made something really pretty incredible. I mean, that's uh, and so did Queen. Yeah, that too. Yeah, but but can you do something? Can you do something as vaudevillian as Queen or anything? I mean, what's left? What weird little niche that can be. It's I mean, like that's the... how Stevie Rochelle from Tuff said in an interview with <laughs> Hashtag Metal Slud that every color of cowboy boot had been worn. <laughs> every <laughs> eyeliner had been tried. 
Yeah. Every, you know, scarves on the yeah. microphone and, the and you're, everything. It's all been done. Alice Cooper did it all. Well, right, if think, you're lucky enough to be at the beginning of something, I mean, that's where the guys who survive. I mean, you see Metallica. I mean, they survived that whole 80s, hard, yeah, thrashy kind of. But like, uh, yeah. even with metal, like what hasn't been done in metal? Like I even see like, you know, the modern like Suicide Boys or Ghosty Mane where it's like black rap metal. Yeah. You know, where it's like, it's a, it, there's nothing left. You know, what's a cash well, yeah, I mean, metal or something? It feels like almost like the scraps. Like, you're just like, oh, well, God, what's left? Okay, well, we're just going to take <laughs> this, this, this. Okay, let's see what's in this bucket of chicken bone or whatever that's been gnawed over. I, I yeah. have to agree with you somewhat about the gatekeepers, too. Because yeah. I do feel like fans in general are very possessive. Oh, yeah, of, no, I know. Of whoever's left of the rock fans is very much... It's too, yeah, can't it's, want they don't want their band to become that big, and even like a hint of quote unquote selling out is just like met with resistance. You know, you could be a progressive not, rock was, band, write a seven minute song, and suddenly that's selling out because you're not, not writing epics. I would I think say, it, yeah, oh, it, 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 it depends. Yeah, no, I I agree, uh, and, and I feel like it's gotten better. I think because, and I think the big reason for that is because, and it's no surprise to anyone, but there's no money in music really anymore. Where back in the nineties, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a huge thing in the punk scene. And I know I talk about that genre a lot, but it's just because I, I study it so much, but like in the mid nineties, like selling out was a huge deal. And like so many bands would get, you know, cast out for even trying to sign to a major label. Mm-hmm. And you look at it now and like, and then like nobody cares really anymore. It's like, if anything, <laughs> because there's no money in it. It's like the way no, you I make. I disagree with that. <laughs> I don't there, know. There's, there's I don't money think... at the top. I mean, okay. Well, so yeah, let's, let's, let's maybe, get out of rock. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to rap. And let's we'll look at, at King Von and FBG Duck and they're flexing stacks Ooh. and stacks of cash. <laughs> Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, they're maybe flexing rap has gotten lucky. Big, you know, yeah. like like their drip and their stacks of cash. On well, they're Instagram probably making and, money through merch and touring, and all kinds of and all kinds of other. Okay, things. so it's it's not, not but isn't that sales. a part of music? I mean, isn't that how Van Halen made money? Yeah, but that's again, know. we're looking at, we're looking at a changing of the guard too. Yeah, where, yeah, took I don't, I don't know about to renegotiate their contract to get that way. If you actually, some I think I'm going to agree with Mark here because I know Spotify counts for nothing in terms of what is bad. money right like yeah, it pays really uh, almost nothing right like if yeah, you're like, if you have millions it's of like, streams it, it helps sure right if it's mm-hmm. like half a it's like half a penny per stream something like that but if somebody has has been streamed over a billion times there's money just just there. just do the math and it's a couple million bucks and suddenly like yeah there is money and the you know we went through spotify's biggest rock hits you know recently and what were they? A bunch of old people for the That's most part, and a couple of a couple of new ones. That's and so, no, there's no money in it anymore. I was unless, unless if you're one of the uh, a legacy act, yeah. It's, but I, yeah, if you're a rapper who's dropping a hit and can get you know a hundred million streams, no problem. Well, yeah, there's yeah, there's you some put cash up a, there. A, a video view. I mean, you drop a music video. You can make a music video for four thousand dollars or less, and you can get fifteen million views. You can get subscribers, and YouTube. You, know, you can monetize your channel. Yeah, and if you're smart, I mean, true. you get sixty thousand bucks a show. And what what are your expenses? You get a DJ. You get a light crew. I mean, I, I, it's more than that. But still, like this, the, the what it costs to put on a show for the Pink for Pink Floyd or Yes or Kiss or whatever those great bands. They spend millions of dollars. And sure. what's a rap artist you know need to do to create a show or a music video? Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah. you know. So in some ways, it's more. Give me a laptop and an aux cord. Yeah. 
Yep. We're in the wrong business, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If we're I mean, looking okay, to so to our audience, who are all people, uh, all people, generally people of the older persuasion, I suppose, you didn't ruin it. You didn't. Like, the, your music lasted. It was, it was. I guess we kind of ruined it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it was, Park maybe and, it, was, it was just its time. It was just this time. It was going to happen eventually, wasn't yeah, you it? Can't, you, can't, you can't touch it or anything. It's just a natural well, progression of... Punk like I said, outlasted yeah. rock and roll. Wouldn't you yeah, say but, that? Well, the, well that's, like, we're talking about punk as a musical movement or a philosophy, because you could say it, there's it's more of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would almost agree it's more yeah. the philosophy, because... Because yeah, that's but, definitely still there. Yeah, like that's still and and that and I and I know and I love that this is just turning into an open discussion. And yeah, eventually I want to like segue into the next questions. But <laughs> yeah. like no, but question like, two. But no, but that but that's something I was thinking about about that when you were mentioning, uh, you know, rap in the early or like the, I guess the late eighties, early nineties when it got into NWA, Run DMC, very very punk rock, yeah, Public very, Enemy, yeah. where that stuff got huge and like changed the world. And then of course, punk also did the same thing. And my thoughts to that are there. I feel like people still seek genuineness Yeah, in, in life. Mean, and, and, but then I think to myself, well then a lot of like the hip hop and rap and, and, and this, I'm not, anything, but. I'm not necessarily like slagging the genre. And I know there's a lot of like, rock music and stuff that is made very cheaply and simply and things like that. And it's like, I, I, I hope I'm making sense with this, but like, I feel like people find, like seek the genuineness through the lyrics and uh, maybe more of like the visual stuff. But then you look at like, you go to these hip hop and rap shows and it's like, it's this guy in this computer and it's like sometimes I wonder, well, like, what's so genuine about that? Like, the guy's just using plugins and copying mm -hmm. and pasting and stuff like that. But I, the but message, I mean, you mentioned the, Tyler, the creator. I think sure. he, his fans would argue that he has that authenticity. Yeah. No, right. and, and I know that's a generalization. But I look at like SoundCloud. I look at like SoundCloud rappers and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't know, a lot of this is just like bedroom music. And maybe that's cool. Because but, it's like, you know, not working with big songwriters and it's cool because you don't have a lot of money and you could just do it on your own and then it gets big. But then I think like, you know, where, where does the, the, the line get drawn between people like going for it because there's a lot of genuineness and then stuff where it's like flash in the pan. It's like easy to do. What's so genuine about that? It, you know, so who is the biggest sound? When you talk SoundCloud rappers, who is the SoundCloud rapper? Oh, I don't know. This I sh I shouldn't even be talking about this because this is not my world. But okay, I, I, it's I, XXX Tentacion. Okay, like, he was the guy. Well, I, and and, and, the know, and he was popular. I think I think I'm not a huge fan of his stuff, but that his music was very you know uh, mental. Okay, I suppose you know he had a lot it wasn't of, like little people. You, you know. Too. Yeah, I mean the trend, the 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 you know the Billie Eilish uh, trend of mental health. In, in music yeah. and you know, like the embodying depression. I think there's an authenticity or a genuineness oh, exactly. in there. So if rock wants to capture the moment again, it's got to be like Maybe depression rock, like Kurt Cobain or something come back or okay. you know, have I, another. It's, it's a way I to gotta, right, touch into the zeitgeist. Like what is popular at the time? Green Day, American yeah. Idiot, huge because they're targeting the Bush era. And like it, it's okay. not just the music. It's right place, right time. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought this up a little bit, Alex. Maybe you can school me in this, and and I'm gonna blow up this discussion with this question, maybe. But some part of me 
looks at current punk acts and feels like they're a little bit too establishment, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh 100%. Like, like, what happened to the anarchy flags and, yeah. like, the sure. stuff like the, that? The, the yeah. Now they're all, like... 80% now all, of people, we agree with... Uh, what, I'm yeah. not gonna get into it. No, no, yeah, no, no, I don't, no, no. I don't. I don't want to get into politics or whatever. But it seems like they're shilling for politicians. When, when you're like, on the side of big corporations yeah, and yeah. big government and big, it, the, you're not. It's not. No, you're it's not, not anti-establishment. Punk anymore. What you're happened not punk. to the true no. punk? And, and I agree with that too. And, and it's all underground. It's all like small sure, basement yeah. shows and building a dedicated fan base from the ground up. And I don't want to be like an authoritative figure on that, but I'm just going to take a guess at maybe why you don't really see that branch out too much is, is there like a cheesiness factor to it now? Like, do people find that, you know, the street punk leather jacket, spiked mohawk kind of stuff, like, do they find that cheesy now like it it works it works for the time but it's like because we've all seen slc punk so we've all seen it it. and it's like been done it's all it's all been done so it's like there's got to be a new way like a new twist on it to 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 tie it tie in with the youth now and figure out what they like but then push it and that's why I, I've mentioned this band before. And yeah, they're not necessarily doing something totally new. But you mentioned that Suicide Boys Ghost Main tour. This band mm-hmm. called Turnstile is like the the second or third band from the headliner on that tour, and they're playing like huge arenas now. And they all came up in the hardcore scene. They're all like Maryland, you know, East Coast guys, and they're like huge now because. And you could say, yeah, they're doing kind of like the 311 Rage of the, Rage Against the Machine thing. And there's a lot of factors into that band that I think make them really uh, palatable and universal. But they're really kind of like, in a way, what Blink did, they're, they, they have their foot in like the hip-hop world. They, ha- they have their uh, foot in like the streetwear hype beast world. They have uh, members of different... Uh, races and nationalities so there's I think that blends and branches them out to a lot of different people and they're like huge now and they just wear like regular kind of streetwear clothes they're not wearing mohawks and flipping off you know targeting the government or anything like that but they're coming up and they're huge and like the guy who wrote 50 cents into club just produced their last record. Like they're working with huge names. Now <laughs> they're on Roadrunner records, which it's like, yeah, that's no capital records or anything like that. But they're one of those bands that came up from the underground that are about to be massive. If not, if they not already are. Hmm. And it's I like, in the club is still relevant, but, it, but it's <laughs> like somebody but, writing, but it's I like, wrote in the club from but, 13 but, years ago, but I would more say, than that. I would say, and I know it's sort of, um, a hypocritical, but it's like they might be the future of punk. Yes, they're not necessarily doing anything new, but they. What Rage was so great is they took elements of rap and metal and punk, but also had this like political message where they educated people on a lot of different topics and were edgy, and it just it really worked for the time. And I think Turnstile's trying to do that. But they're really like, you know, they're good looking guys. So that brings in, you know, that appeal as well. I'm just being objective. And that, you know, that brings that into the play and a lot of like the fashion and like how kind of clever they are with stuff and the way that they don't 
uh, they're not too produced. And a lot of their videos, I wouldn't say are too, you know, I don't know. I could go on and on about that stuff, but I'm just trying to like maybe educate okay. on that. Here, here's the thing. Like, though, there's, not, that- there's not a cheesiness to what they're doing. And I think that is why in the punk genre, it's working. I'm going to take it uh, back to rap and say that everything that you mentioned about this band, I'm not familiar with them. Um, sure, that's but fair. At least from what I see from their YouTube previews, and it's unfair to judge it based on that and everything <laughs> you said about them. It's like any pluck, any random rap artist off of the streets of the south or west sides of Chicago that has any amount of clout, and they are going to run circles around this band in terms of edginess, you know, well that's what i'm saying they're not they're not trying to do that that's what that's what i'm saying well they're 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 touching somehow they're finding a different part of the they're finding the hip-hop culture and they're finding the skate culture they're not trying to necessarily be edgy like i get that that's not what i'm saying that's why i was trying to say like when you're talking about well you think uh like where's the anarchy flags and stuff like that. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I think that's out because maybe people are realizing that's already been done and like Rancid did that and Anti-Flag did that and the Casualties did that and even maybe the cla- like the Sex Pistols did that. It's like it's almost like a trope now. It's like the, uh, it's like oh that's a given. Like you know you know exactly what that band's going to sound like if you look at them. Where you look at these guys like you could just see these guys hanging out in Baltimore just skateboarding and stuff like that and they're touching into the hip hop world and the streetwear world and the skate culture and stuff like that. Like they're, they're making it work. And, and so, so, so I guess if you want to sum up this conversation, when did the wow factor go out of rock as far as. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I, I, I love the tangents we've the, been the on. Mid that's all 2000s at some yeah, point. So that's kind of the, and I guess our audience in the comments or, or whatever on Instagram <laughs> can chime in. Yeah. So we can move on to the, uh, we could well, we, we another... covered all the questions, but we can move yeah. on specifically. Well, um, I, and, and that's why I was yeah. gonna move. I was gonna move into question two. You were saying like you know, a lot of stuff is is it's already been done, and how do you make yeah. it new? And I really think it's because there's so much music constantly coming out. Accessibility, where yeah, it's like back then, you would have to find out about a show, like a concert through. Uh, a poster at a record store or a music store right. or possibly through a radio station and stuff like that where now it's just it's in a way it's it's a beautiful thing because you can get introduced to so much stuff mm-hmm. but also it's like there's nothing new coming out because people are constantly people have access to everything so yeah. and anybody can rip off any style like you could just look up oh African punk or something <laughs> it, like I, I don't even know if that's a thing but just like somebody could be like oh I want to try and and tackle that like back in the 70s and 80s and stuff like you would have never been able to find that but now okay, one, one google everybody. search and you can find that and put that in your own music yeah everybody ignored my uh drops in the group chat this week about the chinese ghetto rap <laughs> like that exists i think <laughs> that's, I, that's I, certainly oh, something i, I think I, I think i was doing something that Na- day no, I, Zhang, I saw uh, that. hood rap <laughs> well okay so that gets into our second uh discussion yeah. point of accessibility of music diluting it um and i will say i will make the argument that music is less accessible in many ways than it ever has been simply because algorithms are ruining the experience of being able to discover something new mm-hmm. uh every 
you know, Fang company or company that wants to be like Fang is obsessed with uh, the desire to predict what you will consume next and serve it to you uh, so that you don't even have a chance to stop. You just move on to the next thing. Right. And so in that, like you, you have, you know, the, everything is accessible to you, but there are no curators left to be able to guide you or help you experiment, just give you a little step into something. Like you have to depend upon shows um, where people, you know, I, I don't listen to them, but like where Eddie Trunk might introduce a band um, right. and you can go down that rabbit hole. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's an old Netflix joke where they were just going to simply make a Netflix subscription for people who didn't want to watch anything. They just wanted to browse titles and just scroll <laughs> and scroll. And sometimes that's how I feel going through, like what am I supposed to listen to here? Because every time they try to predict yeah. something that I want to listen to, I don't want to listen to it. So either fine tune those algorithms or maybe you can never get that way or or bring back real DJs. There's that. And and, and all of a sudden it will ruin the experience and the accessibility will no longer, will become a, it it will become a feature of that person who was the ability to mix it all together. And I don't think there's any way of having this conversation without touching on the, it's going to be funny, but touching on the Lars Napster case because Mm -hmm. I've heard, you know, interviews and stuff of people back in like the 70s and 80s and stuff where, and that's where all the money was in, in music because you had to buy, physically buy records. Like even if you only like Mechanical royalties. Mechanical, even if you liked one song on it, well, you, what, you can go buy the 45, but you're probably going to buy the whole album. And then people were starting to make dub cassettes and stuff like that and, and mixes mixes. And like a lot of people got into music doing it that way. And that was kind of the first pirating. But I mean, there was still a lot of money in music. And then everybody shat on Lars for being like, oh, he's got so much money. He really needs to worry about this. But like, yeah, in a way, a lot of that stuff, and it worked in a lot of ways because it allowed people to get and discover music that they would have never heard. There's good and bad to it. But also it like makes yeah. stuff almost too accessible and too too overblown where it's like, oh, there's so much stuff. Uh, how do I get into like oh, what do I choose? Yeah. And and, and a lot of this ahead, a yeah. lot a lot of the stuff I get into is maybe from a Spotify Discover Weekly because in a way it does kind of find stuff that I already like. And if anything, it's just putting in old bands that maybe I would have missed like from that era. So it's not anything necessarily new like year wise, but new to me. Cause maybe I didn't hear this record from 1993. That's amazing for example. But I mean, I would, I'll admit it. I pirated music back in the day. Like probably a lot of people did. And it was a great thing cause it got me into a lot of stuff. But, and I remember staying up late at night and going on blog spots and downloading full discographies and staying up till <laughs> rapid th- share, rapid <laughs> share. staying up till yeah. three in the morning before there was Spotify downloading it unzipping the media fire zip folders, putting them into my iTunes, uh, like unzipping it, putting it into my iTunes, organizing all the metadata. So it was perfect. Adding yeah. all the album artwork on oh, it manually, time. manually, fucking yeah. manually and putting it onto my iPod and then going on a LimeWire and like downloading the Van Halen us festival and watching it on this little, like two inch screen <laughs> <laughs> and and the, and like you can just go on YouTube now, and there's like four different yeah. versions of that concert. But I had to I, do the work. God, when, when, when did we become? When did we become old? Jeez. There was a beautiful charm to that, and I hate to sound <laughs> old, but you had to work for it. 
Now there's new, there's like 50 records These coming damn up. kids there's, in there. No. <laughs> I hate to be like that. And, and, and I think the pivotal years for me were high school. And I think that's for yeah. a lot of people where I would, I would absorb. And all of my favorite bands are bands that I would have, you know, outside of like the early rock that I discovered was like 2010, 2011, high school years. That was so pivotal for me. And there's a few bands here and there that I, I can count on one hand, like bands that I would say kind of like changed my life in a way. And I had huge phases with them and I haven't had one in a long time. Maybe the last one was Oasis and it's an older band, but I, I just, they just hit me at the right time. But now it's like there's 50 albums coming out on a Friday and it's like, I, I, I'll listen to a new album by a band I already like. But it's like, what do I choose? It's it's so. I was you're, just you're really gonna well, because to that. The, yeah. the move away from programmed content to predicted content, and when things were programmed, again, we we've all seen that thing you do, right? You know, where where Tom Hanks is telling the band, like, you better not stink because that guy over there sniffing a cigar is Columbus's number three DJ, and if he likes what he hears, he's gonna play it on the radio station, yeah. and that's how he got big. And you had that guy, like that influence of the radio DJ, who would basically, you know, hit these music festivals, listen to the music, and decide what. I mean, the record label obviously had a hand in pushing things to them and, and everything, but there's still like that curated, like hand curated um, playlist where you know the the places the only places that I find music anymore really are just like YouTube playlists where a fan of this genre will continue to upload to their YouTube channel albums, you know, like a forgotten AOR albums or something or, or nineties dance records or film scores or something like you just can't, it, like it's not even close to the point where you can expect the experience to just continuously play. You know, it has to be, you know, that that's the lost art of it. And that's what, you know, I really feel like is missing so badly. And, and that's why I listen to more podcasts and I listen to music because it's programmed content every Tuesday and Thursday, you know, sure. Hogan Johns are going to put out a bears podcast, you know, like Monday, you know, three days a week, this political podcast you listen to, they drop episodes. It's, it's programmed. I know when it's going to be on. I look forward to it. Right. I just don't get that with a Discover Weekly where I don't even know. I, I don't know. It's just too much and to look through. And, it's true. And I almost feel like questions two and four go together, right? Because you, you, yeah. there's so much stuff that go that, that hits you, right? Alex, you said you, you got all this stuff. You're like, ah, where do I start? So you're like, I got all this music. I could, get, and then you try to click and skip through it. And then you get frustrated and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to Metallica again. Because I don't know what to listen to. Because it's familiar. So it's comforting. And but when I and, tune on those stupid playlists from Spotify, I don't want to listen to Metallica. True. I want to listen to some new yes. metal. Like not yeah. new and, metal, and, like new, like Anthrax. Well, something, and, something I've never heard from before. And well, I, don't, I don't know even know how that happens because there's just no... Even, even on the pop radio stations, I'm talking top 40 stuff, I can't tell if it's actually a playlist or what, or if it's just stuff that became huge on TikTok, you know, who knows oh, what's going we on could, even on even, there, because that's, we could get you into know, that just, discussion. What's this entire yeah. genre now? No, but yeah, I, but so, I, I yeah. think, well, and I'm glad that you said that, Mark, because maybe I am wrong and maybe it's just a me thing. Like, I don't think it is, but, and, and like, yeah, you get older and it's natural to probably get jaded and less patient and just stick with things that you know and, that's one thing that I've like noticed with my dad too. Like my dad got me into, I love him so much, but he, and he got me into so many of my favorite music, but it's hard for me to get my dad into stuff. Like I'll even play him newer bands that I think he would like. 
And I'm like, you're going to like this band because they kind of sound like Cheap Trick <laughs> or uh, like there's this band called White Reaper that are, I think they're amazing. Like nothing new, but they sound like Thin Lizzy and Jackson Brown and Cheap Trick. And like, like that stuff that I think my dad would love. And I played it for him and it's like, I, it didn't hit him as much as I thought. And the last band that I would say I got him into is Foo Fighters. And it's like, and that's probably pretty predictable, honestly. Like a lot of dads and stuff. Like that's like the one band that I feel like 60 year olds and stuff would like would still get into. But it's like, maybe it, it's a combination of just growing up and getting jaded. And it's like, you just want to stick with things that you're familiar with. But you just mentioned yourself, Mark, like you're older than both Kevin and I, and you still want new stuff. So well, yeah, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I, want, I think to an extent yeah. you want to be a part of something uh, like unique and kind of like, oh, God, I was there. And I don't think any of us have really had that kind of like that massive kind of like moment, like where it's like where our parents or grand or whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I remember talking to my uh, my mom's cousin and she's like, oh, yeah, my uh, one of my friends and I, we, we saw the Beatles like when they came to Chicago, like that short time they were touring, like, oh man, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like we don't, yeah. We, when she was like eight, uh, like 19, 20 years old and it's like, you got, well, we, we haven't had see machine gun Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe again, I don't know if it's just, there's just the, the appreciation for like how maybe limited to us and maybe especially with our parents' generation, as far as the importance on a real deep, visceral level of what music is i don't think that and again that could be another topic that we could go into uh with not trying to burn through time but um yes for i don't i don't i don't see the uh like that that relationship with music like they did 30 40 50 years ago yeah so we we had our dad on the podcast kevin and i's dad um when we had him on for the pink floyd we had uh episode animals uh we had him on and uh go back and listen it was a great episode um you know, he talked about the experience of buying these records for the first time. You put it on, and you like you weren't really into the message at the time. You just wanted to hear new Pink Floyd. Um, and just to that point, when you talk about um, the experience of going to the record store, so our dad would have been in his teens when that stuff came out, and you know, you've saved your money from whatever job you've been working, and and you go to the record store and you got to pick out like you can only afford a couple records and. What can you choose? You don't know because you've only heard, you know, the only way of discovering something was the radio. Right. Um, maybe just word of mouth. Um, you know, it's all, it's really just in one source. And so you really had to take the time to pick out the collection. And so who is the important person in that equation? You know, the radio DJ, as I mentioned, the record store employees, you know, like right. the, the lost, the, the, the lost art of the, the guy who would help you pick out, well, like, I right. want, I want this, but I don't know how to describe it. Can you help me find, well, then I'm, I'm thinking back and this is maybe romanticizing it a little bit, but <laughs> I'm thinking back to like, uh, the Cameron Crowe movie, um, with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah. Almost famous. Yeah. Yeah. Almost Yeah. And how he just talks about, uh, you know, that, that he just romanticizes that whole scene of, of, you know, early seventies. It, it was and, dead and by discovery. 73 or four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe it was, that. I don't know. Like maybe yeah. it lasted till at least our dads, you know, in 76 yeah. or whenever animals came out. Um, but that, that very, you know, tangible discovery, um, of, of music as opposed to like when we went, grew up through it, it was all sitting there at three in the morning, you know, eyes burning out on your, your, your little laptop screen. <laughs> You're sitting there waiting for the, the track to download. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like what next days. Metallica song should I download? <laughs> like, it just, like what's going to be the next, what's going to be the next thing like that? Yeah. And as, as opposed to going out to like, you know, some smoky, you know, you know, 
vinyl smelling shop to pick out or, you know, to, to, to sit there and, and shuffle through records and, and to kind of get that, you know, it's a totally different experience. And because we didn't grow up with that, we right. don't want it. And, you know, now it's driven by, you know, what YouTube is going to select for you next, what Spotify or Pandora you know is going to select for you. This, next. this just made me think of something. Okay. So you're mentioning, the whole aspect to, I think, what may, what at least drew us and our parents to music was there was some form of having to earn it, like mm-hmm. put in the effort to get something out of it, whether it's paying money, going to the, the store to pick up the tickets at the ticket window, going to the record store to use your own money. And, and I've heard that story, too, of people saying, well, there's a lot of times where I would just go to a record Skip store. class. No, yeah, th- th- there was. <laughs> and have you guys seen De- the movie Detroit Rock City? About I the band Kiss? I have not seen it all, but I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah, scene yeah, where they, yeah. like, you know, practically get expelled to, like, get Kiss tickets and do all this crazy stuff to go see Kiss. Anyway, and, and that's kind of like a romantic romanticizing, like, that era. But, like, I've heard stories of people where, like, they'll go to a record store and they got... $20 and they're going to buy records. And a lot of times they're just going to buy a record based on the cover and they're taking a chance mm-hmm. on it, but just based Do on the cover. they look like they rock? Yeah. And you, and you <laughs> mentioned that too. You're like, when we're doing the Van Halen podcast, you're like women and children first. That got such a classic. And I think it was that record. Like that's an iconic classic cover. If I saw that in a record store back in 70 or 80, 81, yeah, yeah. I would buy that, you know, be based mm-hmm. on that. You wouldn't even know what the music is. And, and then there's times where I've heard people where it's like, well, I bought the record and because I, you know, mowed a few lawns to get that money and I spent it on that record, there's a chance that I'm not going to like it, but like I work to get that money. So I'm going to make, yeah, I'm going to make myself like this record yeah, there's, yeah. to get something like out tangible, of it. There's, yeah, there's a tangible, there's a tangible, thing. tangible uh, tangibility to and, it. Yeah. There were, you was like hands-on getting your, yeah, your, your right. f- invested in, in the physical work now. And then, and then yeah, for us, not that, then yeah. then for us, there was the slow internet, where <laughs> yeah, it was all like, the guy with the T three connection. Honestly, yes, honestly so the slow internet made it worth it because it's like I you had it. to sit through it to get it. And now wait, now yeah, you now you just pay, go the on payoff, the big payoff yeah. at the end. Yeah. Now, 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 <laughs> I, now, I can maybe. fire it up in two seconds, click through it. Do I don't like it? Exit out. On to the next one. Whatever. Exactly. Like attention spans are just are are non-existent now. And like and you don't you don't need to worry about CDs skipping. That was the big thing. Guys, remember CDs skipping? Yeah. That doesn't yep. now, the, the equivalent to that now is anti skip production. Yeah, the, the, the equivalent <laughs> and, and and my friends have discussed this before. The equivalent today of a skip C D is uh buffering. <laughs> yeah, that's, even that's not that, that's, that's an old <laughs> but 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 here's even the that's thing. dating you really. So so back to to kind of wrap this up. There was a, a part from the fans' perspective that we had to work for it and somehow earn it. And thank God there's still like the live show there. But as I'm sure you guys have seen, and my band was a part of this too, with the whole pandemic, things were turning towards the live stream. Watching yeah. concerts mm-hmm. at home. Is that about to kill the work of paying money to go out to a venue and see a band because of the convenience like are people just going to want to sit at home on a friday night with a pizza and a beer and just watch their favorite band with amazing sound amazing sound on your couch i I hope it's it's still social well you you could move that into movies too when movies started doing the same thing yeah um almost bands are almost even more of a a physical experience than movies are i'm just hoping Um, it it doesn't 
let, like that's not let's the talk next about, thing that ruins it is what I'm saying. Let's talk about the live act because I, that it segues into a couple points that I wanted to make uh, regarding the allure of rock and roll back in the day. And Chris, I remember talking about this with you when you and I went to the David Gilmore concert and we just talked about, I think it was as they were setting up or whatever, it was before the show, um, obviously during some point where we could talk. And I just talked about that, you know, when, I hate to mention them, but when Kiss came into town, it was... The, the the mystique mm-hmm. of them coming to your town, you know, and, and yeah. just like, wow, what am I going to see? You know, and you, you've, you, now you've seen it all and everybody's come through town. And if you don't want to see, you can watch it on YouTube and it's right. really not that, and you can consume it and you can watch every music video. You can tweet them. I, maybe I'm going to sound like an old man now, but you know, the, the perception of closeness to these stars and accessibility, right. talk about accessibility to music, the accessibility to the star has ruined the appeal to where you didn't know who Kiss was. Devil worshippers, right. like you would love that as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, the special. And now, and now it's just anymore. like, yeah, David Gilmore's coming, or David. It's not a yeah. great example, but you know, like, oh, yeah, MGK is coming. Like, so what? <laughs> and that's <laughs> another like, thing. Yeah, the uh, I guess you could say everything we've talked about. Yeah, the aura has been kind of killed by yeah, just I guess the persistence the of time. Yes, sadly, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's no yeah, there isn't that uh, that mystery anymore. Yeah, where it's and, like where you almost felt like you were in like this weird kind of club where it was like okay well i don't know what but yeah there's a yeah uh, yeah again maybe you could see with the with the having a multimedia or whatever it's it's, it's blown it's pulled the curtain over yeah the curtain there's nothing there yeah. there's no mystery anymore you figure you can see everything everything is available everything i guess just segueing through this whole or quickly going through this whole last two questions yeah it's yeah everything's been opened up to the point of yeah we're yeah, you don't need to. Uh, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like going. It's like going to Costco now. You you just go in there and it's just yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's like idiocracy. Yeah. Welcome to Costco. I love it. Yeah. And here, I don't. Here, here, here's a, mil- here's a million uh, albums or or whatever, and maybe yeah, I'd, maybe and, you'll get well, through. Maybe you won't. right. And, yeah. and I don't want anybody to think that we're trying to sound like old men like everything was old better oh, yeah, everything yeah. was better in my day because hey, our no, audience is probably old people. well no because yeah. i'm sure that, like a lot of people thought that too and i'm sure people thought that we ruined music but it, it's like and and i'm i'm a subscriber to a lot of this stuff too like i'll go on youtube and watch a live set from my favorite band that happened a couple nights ago too like i i think there's good and bad to all of it but it's like right. I, I, it's I become almost, a monster though now. It is yeah. almost, yeah. and it's like, what's going to be the next thing? Like, is something going to just kill it entirely? Like, is there going to be something new to, you know, bring it back at least a little bit? Okay, so let's talk Ghost, uh, the band Ghost, that probably yeah. for a few minutes was the biggest rock band in the world. Is that is that de- up for yeah. is that debatable? Yeah, I they think that's pretty, they, they they made uh, it to the could, arena level briefly. Yeah, yeah. And, and they were the ones who fully embraced the mystique to a level that nobody had done for how many years? It's like Slipknot. Like, what yeah. is this band? Are they are they for real? Are they not? Like who are the, what what are their identities? You know, like it, it, it managed to to recapture that even if just for ten minutes. And then they pissed and I think them. that you think even in terms of like that exists in rap. You know, I, I hate to keep going back to rap. This is a rock show, but no, you know, I like, that we like is this guy for genres. real? Like, is he really a G or is he just fronting? Like, like the whole six nine <laughs> thing. From I'm serious. No, like when I, six no, nine I blew up, exactly it was like, what you who mean. is this yeah. guy? Like, is this for? It all turned out to be fake. But like, it was just kind of like there was that moment where it's like you know they're talking about you know robbing and killing, and it's like you're wondering like what is real and what is not here, and the mystery, the allure, is part of the draw. 
mm-hmm. that at least they've kept it dense enough to where you can't immediately tell where with rock and roll, it's just, you know, let, let's think about, you know, a, a big act besides ghosts. It's like, what's the mystique behind John Mayer? I don't know. Like, no, let's, even, let's, let's go what's to like the, what, a, no, no, more. What's what's the allure? No, yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the allure <laughs> of uh, the struts or like this, the, you know, and, think, and, and if they did it, maybe every mysterious thing has been done from Bowie to right. Cooper to I think Kiss people, to whatever. Yeah, but I think, I think people are desperate to hold on to something. So they go after these, whether or not they're innovative or not. I think they just want to people like, again, we're, it's like, man, it would suck to say, okay, is it again, going to the first question, not to dwell on it too long, but uh, like, is it dead? Like, I no, I, I don't think so. But I think I think we dwell. I think we hold on to things to to the point where it's you kind of forget about that. The music that we loved or the music that really set the stage for everything that came after it, they, did, they, they were the ones that kind of opened up. They took chances. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't they didn't make excuses for or, or apologize for anything that they were doing. They just that's who they were. They moved. Yeah. Where you don't. Yeah. We are not role models for your children. Your children. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and yeah. I lo- and I yeah. and I'll admit, like I love John Mayer, and yeah, he's not necessarily yeah. doing anything new. And he's even said his most recent record, Sob Rock. He's like, I was trying to do a late '80s Eric Clapton thing, yeah. like even down yeah. to the amps yeah, they, and stuff yeah, that he was they, including they, yeah, in the, his the, interviews. The, the, the and his, kind of set the tone in such a way. I mean, and they were they were personalities. I mean, they really kind of were. You, I mean, you don't really have another Freddie Mercury or another David Bowie or another jagger on the more pop side i mean you got you know, I, where they were just yeah they were yeah, they were larger than life and you don't really well i think yeah, i think the really, thing with john though like yeah, you you have to look yeah. at more of maybe how he started it, it's it's like yeah man it's it's tough because the way he started i mean he's such a great blues guitarist like and now if anything he's doing maybe more like 80s soft rock kind of stuff but like when he first started he was doing I hate to say like the Jack Johnson thing. Cause like I, maybe John came before him, but you know, coming out of college and like playing little coffee shops and doing that indie rock thing, like he's a good looking guy, good vocals, like lyrics that, you know, like I was saying, like my mom liked him. Like I remember watching him like on good morning America and stuff. Like he was like that band that though, like the moms even Alex, liked. you and your bromance with John Mayer. No, <laughs> I, I, it's like you brought him up and I'm just trying to say like, yeah, yeah. maybe he's not doing anything unique now. I think maybe early on when he got big he was if anything more unique back then and if anything it got Mm -hmm. a little bit more diet and a little bit more you know straight and narrow where back then i think he was taking a little bit more chances at least with his guitar playing and stuff maybe maybe the way to uh, i hate to rip off ghost but you even go farther down that that road where portal you just you have a dude that is you have a dude that is so unknown so not connected never does interviews never on social media and you have to see to experience like and it's just all experience it's like all word of mouth where this guy this guy is that no where this guy just shows up for the show and that's it you have no idea if he's real or not that was kind of michael jackson you gotta stay off the grid don't have uh, any social media that's almost like think about that and you know, I look at I look at Ghost, and I never really listened oh. to them. But like, look, like you mentioned, like I know Slipknot. The music is Slip, not Slipknot. Impressive. Slipknot was huge because they yeah. nobody was like extreme as them. Nobody looked like them. They came from some small town Mushroom in head. freaking Iowa. Okay, yeah, but like nobody really kicked the door down like Slipknot did, mm-hmm. and 
you know, now everybody knows what their identities were, but I think back then, like you didn't. It was a, there was an edge of mystery, and it's it like funny. it's I, like I you look at ghosts, and it's like yeah. it's merciful fate and Slipknot combined. It's like that's nothing right. new, but they're finding. I know I don't know enough about them to really talk about them. Right. So. I think I think there's also <laughs> it was it was funny you say Slipknot. I remember this kind of interview clip uh, on Satellite Radio where it was Corey Taylor talking about the. Uh, as far as yeah, just where bands believe that they have to constantly keep themselves out to, to the point where you're almost overexposing yourself, uh, whether it's pushing yourself through, yeah, yeah, through YouTube or whatever, and forgetting, yeah, we're almost where you, you just become like like everybody else, yeah, where it's like yeah, where it's just you, yeah, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. Where yeah, sometimes maybe it's good to just pull it back a little bit, yeah, just to make and, and a lot of bands, a lot of people, especially younger than I, even us, they can't. Yeah, yeah. They they can't they can't even conceive of that idea where it's like because everything is Instagram or or Facebook or YouTube or whatever. But and say like going back to that as far as I guess just segueing into the uh, as far as the accessibility of of music where it's just where you got where everything's just kind of out there open all. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, has it really served? Uh, yeah, served the. Uh, the community i like i i don't know i think in general i think again like with anything i like even with facebook where it started out as a great idea oh that's cool we can kind of con- new way of connecting but again when you're talking globally it kind of grows and grows to the point where you have where you goes from a little pond to a sea yeah where mm-hmm. yeah where there's what? just maybe there is too much and it, unless you unless you're guys like us who really are who kind of grew up and really are spend the time to look i mean i don't know yeah uh, yeah i don't know how yeah the rest of the you know, the world how they yeah, how they kind of how they kind of find anything. Yeah, it's and it's interesting too because we were just talking about like back then when there was no real social media or real ways of discovering everything about a band, and there was that allure that drawed you to it. And you were even mentioning like with ghosts, like you didn't really know who they were, right? And I feel like that is so hard. It's like impo- it's it's impossible to do that now, at least for like a long time, because everybody wants to freaking know everything it's right, like yeah, it, it, it's like they deserve like, to know like pe- yeah, pe- right, yeah. Pe- yeah. Pe- people will kill the allure it's like we're we're talking right now about how we thought that was a cool thing and this was ghost is like a new newer band but like yeah i'm sure i would probably want to look up and find out who these guys are and it's like, what, every day of their life, are they going to get off stage, go into a van, and just go down into a basement and just hide? Like because like, like, there, like, there's no way you're ever going to be hidden because everybody wants to know everything about you. And it's, in a way, killing the allure that people were drawn to in the first place. The first place, yeah, Why, kind of why can't it survive yeah. in rap? Because you can't make your way down to O-Block and see if those guys are for real. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> so you have no idea if they're fronting or not. That's there. There you go. Okay. So in terms of just wrapping this up and, and kind of the, the final point that I wanted to throw out there when it comes to um, a world driven by the next new thing, um, I brought up the phrase at the beginning, a fracture in the status quo. And that's something that we seem to have experienced um, in many industries. Uh, if we talk about the pace of change and technology, even if you apply that phrase to recently, you know, a global phenomena known as COVID-19 and, you know, that causing a, a big fracture in the status quo. And now things such as, you know, things that you never heard of before, like social distancing and 
you know, work from home and, and just kind of the transformation of cities and everything. Um, you know, you talk about like, you know, all these fractures, like every election, every, at least in the United States is a fracture in the state. Like Donald J. Trump was a fracture in the status quo. Barack H. Obama was a fracture in the status quo. September 11th was a fracture in the status quo. And my point being music has had one fracture and that was the internet. And that, that, that allowed, you know, when that broke off, everything uh, was, you know, changed from that. And then a second smaller one that we might be living through right now is the consumption of music through YouTube and TikTok being mm-hmm. it really just something that that has, has fractured the status quo of consumption of music. And now mm-hmm. something might emerge from that. But in, if you compare it to politics, technology, um, you know, transportation, whatever, you know, music has not had those fractures that everything else seems to have experienced. And from that comes lots of innovation where music has just had the internet being a huge one. And maybe that is, yeah. it was so huge that it, it took so long to reverberate and for everybody to figure out how this was going to resolve and ultimately yeah. resolve into streaming services that it just, that's what makes it feel kind of just like a, a repeat to where people, you know, aren't necessarily demanding something new because we're still either figuring it out or mm. we just had one big fracture and, you know, we're moving on from that as opposed to everything else that is being, seems like it's being fractured every four to whatever years, number of years. I would argue that there's probably maybe two fractures in music and they're connected, the internet and the uh, availability and accessibility to make music too. You, okay. You can yeah, the you can, you the, can make music with with whatever your iPhone or you know right. and iPad. You would, and you, you would, know, it, it costs almost nothing. Right. And, you, and you would having that, a book a studio. And it's you funny. Know. You would think that that was like okay. There's a little bit more like freedom now as far as. But it seems like the uh, the uh, if you want to call it the as far as the way that music was made back then as far as just guys just wanting to do something just getting together writing lyrics writing. Yeah, just that old school of way of doing collaboration. Of collaboration, thank you, uh, man. This is ripe for the picking as far as just the. Uh, but I don't know why you haven't seen more of that as far as I guess in a groundbreaking sense where it's like, man, you got to. You don't have to worry about the labels. You don't have to worry about these people sitting on your. But going back to something Eddie Trunk said, it's like you don't have that somebody telling you. Maybe you got to go back and kind of work. You don't have the. Uh, uh, yeah. The A&R man. And you the know where it is? And, right, where he's it's like, well, I don't have anybody telling me what to do, so I'm going to do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. Well, and it's like, well, nobody's telling you that you maybe should go back to the drawing board or maybe you should go in woodshed a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> you know what? You should give it up and I'll, quit. I'll tell right, you right, where yeah, it where, is, where, though. Where anybody, where anybody, yeah, so there's that kind of double-edged sword where it's like, okay, yeah, there's the freedom to kind of where to do what you want, but there's also not the uh, where you got people kind of telling you, well, maybe that shouldn't you shouldn't put that out. So it's kind of this tug of, tug of war yeah, where you're kind of, yeah, uh, where it's only again another fracture as far as yeah, yeah. the um, uh, the accessibility to make whatever you want, and then the but you also have on the other side you've got the uh, as far as that kind of somebody putting their hand on your shoulder and kind of yeah somebody who knows I, I who think knows the fact either is those that, fractures though because those are yeah. more evolutions those are just iterative evolutions where it becomes cheaper and cheaper and cheaper to buy the gear to make music and it becomes computers become easier and easier and easier to use the samples and synthesize that you want and maybe that's Um, whereas a fracture like demands some kind of innovation comes from it like when music and the internet collided yeah maybe you're right maybe we haven't gotten to that point yet the whole thing changed mp3 players born itunes born the ipod 
Apple Music, you know, Spotify now, and now it's just, you know, what comes from that? You know, a, it just doesn't. It's, it's a big it, bang. Yeah, it's a big, a big bang that we're still. Maybe you're right, Mark. Yeah, maybe we're, yeah, we still haven't felt the effects of what uh, the, the internet age. But is Chris, you're you were talking about collaboration and everything like that, but I think that's um, one of the unfortunate products that rock music has not caught on to in particular. I agree because with that, yeah. pop, pop music, go look at any, most any pop music track listing. And there's about 20 songwriters, you know, five, each, six producers. Instead of one. Or, plenty you know, of collaboration and people saying, go back, go do. Th-. And I don't know how much of it is change a word, get a third. But, yeah. you know, there's definitely a, quite a team behind everything, whereas opposed to rock is so insulated well, and, and you bring anybody yeah. from the outside and you're selling out. And, but, right. you know. and you were just you were you were just <laughs> mentioning, you know, how the Internet and MP3 players and everything. I think you were kind of if I'm getting this right, you kind of inspired new ways of making music and new genres and stuff. Yeah. And. Like, you know, before that discussion, I was just kind of sitting here quietly thinking about, like, the bands that really kind of changed music and, or, because if anything, I mean, I know, I, I, I listen to the stuff I like, and I could be extreme, extremely ignorant to a lot of stuff that's, like, probably changing the world for somebody else or in a different genre, so I don't want to sound like that, but, like... You know, you mentioned Nirvana, like, and maybe that came out of just constantly like the 80s kind of doing the same thing for a while. And a lot of those hair bands, which I love, but like maybe people were getting bored of that. And then just something just hit that needed to just change everything. Right. And then there was like a fracture. And then you look at like when Green Day was absolutely massive with American Idiot because it was, you know, the Bush era. And I, and then you mentioned like some of these early 2000s bands and got huge because of like the rise of the internet and technology. And in a way, it's almost like there is a different, almost non-musical factor that is causing these like zeitgeists. Like it, there, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, like, yeah, there's a maybe, lot of external maybe, stimuli. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's like, that, yeah. maybe it's like there's like a war that's happening, and like some band is touching on that. And like, mm-hmm. and that is what shocks everybody and shakes everybody and wakes everybody up. Because like, well, I, if anything, yeah. right now it almost seems like you know stuff is gen. gen I mean, outside of like the virus and stuff, it's like I feel like in, in a in a in a way everything's just kind of like you know on an even keel right now. And it's like, what's going to be that next huge thing? Like, there's going to be some. Gonna there's going to be post COVID exactly like musical like, movement. There needs to be some band that touches on. Uh, a movement that's way outside of music right. and like jumps on like, yeah, maybe it's got to be like a COVID band or something like who's, who's going to do that? Like the germs, the germs uh, which, was, yeah. which was a band, but like, you know what, you know what I mean? It, it, it's band, like, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like right place, right time. It's like, it's not even so much like, Oh, I'm going to try really hard right now to be unique musically. And it's like that, that's not my, might not be what it is. You might have to wait for something non-musical to happen and jump on it and, yeah. and trigger it, huh. and that's what's going to do it. Yeah, the and death of the live show. I mean, maybe that's a whole other discussion or question. Yeah. We we'll kind of got over. there briefly, but I mean, you yeah. look at the legacy. I mean, you, we, we can laugh at Phil Collins sitting through the Genesis show uh, that's that's going on, or whoever. Like, who's falling off the stage this week? Like, yeah. that's just kind of like a recurring topic, really. <laughs> um, 
you know, so that's, that's not going to last much longer. I mean, how many times have we, you know, Alex brought him up and I keep bringing him up, but MGK, I mean, he was, he was playing at a little club outside Austin that I ate at a restaurant next to. I mean, and I know Austin music venues are kind of different than the other music venues, but, um, like it's there, where's the arena show going? It's gone. Like it, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm sure there's some artists that can, can you see Lady Gaga playing arenas in 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. As far as this, yeah, the, the classic there, rock era when they're gone. There'll be a handful yeah. of, yeah. of yeah. How, how will the, how, how will the arena, and, how will the arena, okay, but cheap, like the cheap trick yeah. level bands that yeah. of today yeah. will not be opening summer sheds. Oh, the way Don, that oh they yeah. Are yeah. Now. Who knows? Yeah. When they're, when, especially yeah, when they're all gone. Yeah. What's, what's that environment going to look like? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, I, and I hate yeah. to say it cause it's just in the moment right at this second on October 26, 2010, but like it's, it's gotta be TikTok. It's got to be that. that. <laughs> You're 11 oh, years. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Well, and, on, and honestly, that is a social media, and maybe this is again touching on my older jadedness, but like, I, and and I've even talked to friends about this, and it's like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like Kevin and I's generation in high school, and, and maybe a few years after we graduated high school, I feel like from what i've gathered we were almost like the last generation like that was like mid like you know 2011 to 15 yeah. or 2007 to 11 like no kids are really doing like high school bands anymore like i, I feel know, like it yeah. was huge back in high school and yes i realize like i'm biased because i was in it like i was in those bands so i like was surrounded by it yeah. but like i have cousins that are younger than me that you know were still in high school a few years ago and they never said anything about bands in their high school it's like nobody cares it's bedroom mm -hmm. laptop stuff which is cool yeah. and maybe that's the that's Social the new thing star. but like now what now it's tiktok now and people are making like short songs for that medium and it's like i don't know i i, I well what TikTok i don't want to go on a ramp is... but i hate i hate well, what TikTok <laughs> has done is that they've solved or they've attempted to solve the obnoxious licensing challenge of music and how antiquated that is that how dare you play 15 seconds of a Beatles song on your YouTube video. You are demonetized. You will not make any money. And where TikTok is basically pre-licensing these songs hmm. for you so you can do something creative with your dumb dance moves or, you know, some, some of this creative stuff on TikTok too. Like, you know, whatever your, your DIY or you're your showing off your Halloween decorations or whatever. And you can select from pre-licensed tracks that in a way get their own life because of, you know, because TikTok has selected them sure. or because they've just captured whatever meme is popular in that moment. And there's a visual, want to use it. there's a visual thing to go along with it. And yeah, I was going to say that too. Like, I feel like so much of... And it's got to be that, like, you know, the attention spans going down and stuff. But, oh, man, I know we're trying to wrap this up, but that just makes me think of this, too. Like, we're talking, how you're talking about how, you know, there's, like, no real budgets anymore. There's, not, you know, it's rare that you'll get that, like, you know, 500 to a million dollar budget to make a record. You, you know, you get $250,000 to make a music video and stuff. Like, yeah, maybe that's true for some of those, like, huge bands. But, I mean, even their budgets got slashed. Like stuff mm -hmm. is slashed. But then you think about like how I feel like music and stuff, everything is so visually based now. It's like you need something to also look at while you're listening. It, it's 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 not enough to just listen to the music. You need the visual aspect. And maybe it's always been that way. 
but to the, but it's yeah. like you think they would spend more like you know dedicate more money to the visual aspect to that stuff because yeah, i like think a, that's... like a return to the 80s yeah well like yeah MTV yeah era. and yeah. mtv yeah because music videos were huge and it's like no it's not that are. anymore people still need yeah. that stimulation no they still are Music videos are mad. Yeah. Any modern single will drop with a music video. Yeah, you don't see it. You, you really got to go online, though. I mean, you don't really see it like in the traditional like MTV or VH1 format. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, Who's gotta... watching cable TV? I don't even have cable TV. Yeah. So that covers all of them. So if you're still around and you enjoyed that discussion, I, th- I hope you feel like we just, you know, piled on about 10 topics in one. Yeah, we didn't answer really, all the questions, I, but that's okay. Do, do we want to try yeah, to I think they were. Do we want to try to all, answer the last one? The singles one? Did we answer the singles one? Yeah. I think we are all consensus on that. I think, I, uh, I, I do think so. Like, unless you're, it depends on the genre, but I think the general consensus is, yeah, it's, you're right. It's been a singles game. It started off that way. Maybe the 70s, 80s, and 90s had like, maybe a little bit more albums, but it started with like, you know, Beatles and stuff being a singles band and, Elvis and 45s and it's back to that it's only it's only going to continue that way because it's the way the music is it's driven by the way music is consumed whether right. it's the radio whether it's MTV whether it's mm. YouTube and TikTok it's just you know it's the, the single it's the, is, 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 is king yeah. yeah one yeah one last thing it's I think though it especially now I think it's it's making it harder for a, an artist to really kind of establish like a body of work I mean you have like a Carly Ray Jepsen yeah, who in America? I mean, they had to call me maybe, and that was. I mean, I know. I think up in Canada, I think she has more of a following and album kind of. But I, I don't know how you're uh, how you're supposed to kind of kind of get back to that kind oh, yeah. of building yourself. I don't know how you're. I mean, it's in the extreme sense now because I mean, you hear a lot of the big artists of the moment. I mean, they got that one song and then they just disappear. Like I don't know oh, what. The, a, oh, there yeah. was one hit wonder. How many times? Too. Yeah. yeah. How many times do you go there, sit there, and have something curated for your attention on Spotify? Oh, that's a cool song. What did they have? Look, click on that album. That's it. Just the one single. Yeah, yeah. it's. I and don't all know, they yeah, have, like their 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 whole discography is just like another single. Oh yeah, and another single. And, 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 and there's like yeah. their whole output is four songs. I, I, like, what am I supposed to do with that? I listen. Right. I listen to interviews and like people even say like you know screw making albums anymore. I'm just gonna put one song out a month for the rest of my life. Maybe that's I guess just I mean, the way if, you're, if you're I guess, yeah I guess if you're like a yeah. Uh, 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 I guess just a, like a studio artist that's just uh, like what you do you just put out uh uh kind of like Steely Dan I mean even I know they were reluctant to tour they still did it but they but they I think were pretty staunchly in the like we just make music for the radio uh but even mm-hmm. they were still an album band I mean they've got yeah Asia and oh, all yeah, those other great mm-hmm. yeah uh album but yeah but it seems like it's gone even more extreme where it's just like okay I'm just making music on my yeah I'm gonna make a song on my laptop and here you go I'm gonna post it on it's like touring. Well, I don't know. Maybe oh, I might pop up at a festival. It's not a part the, of the equation as much as it used, used to be. Used to be, like, right? You just didn't need to be. You, you would. It's a more. You know, you get your clout through social media. I mean, hell, even than you, you do through right. Even in as person. Weird, I mean, even as weird as Billie Eilish was. I mean, she was still playing big venues. But yeah, that was a weird kind of exception, uh, especially for that style of music. But other than that, yeah, it's just these weird kind of flavor of the week kind of like here's a song and then you don't. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't think you've seen it as extreme as you do now in like the twenty. 10s or late 20 yeah okay so the conclusion is make mental illness music be extremely (laughs) mysterious stay off social media um make an album yeah Um, Yeah, how to be successful in 2021 music 101 for mark yeah there we go there's your idea we can finally we finally figured it out yeah don't make albums Um, anymore yeah, and that's that's how you're going to stand out. So, uh, yeah, good discussion. But guys. you have Hope to, the, but you have to have a, a slight 
I feel like you have to have a slight tie to something familiar. Like, I don't know if you can ever well, be yeah, I mean, 100% I, like I said, was- unique. Like, I was just thinking of another artist, and I'm sorry, but, like, do you guys know who Phoebe Bridgers is? Have you ever no. came across her? She's, like, a kind I've of... heard the name. Yeah, she's, like, huge now, too. And, like, she just kind of does soft indie rock, like Joni Mitchell, in a way. Like, okay, if I could compare thing. her to something older, but she's, like, modern. But she's kind of okay. edgy a little bit, too. And it's, like, well, why is she blowing up? And it's like, well, there's got, it's the lyrics and it's the way she touches people like in interviews and stuff. And it's like, in, in conclusion, it's like, it's not just about the music. It's so many different factors, honestly. It's a visual thing. It's how you conduct yourself in interviews. It's everything. I'll throw one out there. Flint Eastwood, uh, a, oh boy. a I guess an indie pod artist. Uh, I saw her in an alley in Detroit. Like she was performing in an alley in kind of like one of those, you know, gentrified arts district in, <laughs> in like midtown Detroit. And the energy of the show, like, oh man, like I, I took some of it on my phones. Like I had, I, you know, I've seen the David Gilmore's and, you know, Chris, you've seen more shows than me, but I've seen yeah. my share of AAA shows. And this was the only one that I would say that captured the energy of the, the youth. The um, essence, yeah. Right there. Hmm. Like, yeah like performing in an alley the spirit like she had yeah. this whole like love your mother theme that was like you talk about them like you you have to think about like, what is she getting at with that you know like it's it's just not like you're common you know she she was you know theming on something like you know she had this right. uh energy that now, was unmatched, well, here's the so. thing about that though you said that was just in a little alleyway right and how that mm-hmm. seemed so sh- almost shocking and it captured your attention mm-hmm. imagine if that got humongous and everybody knew about it and everybody did that it would kill it yeah yeah if everyone were doing the you know the 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 alley side concert i suppose but nobody is that's 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 the thing that sucks about it because there that is something that touched you that was unique and that is yours and as soon as that gets big and everybody has access to it it's just gonna kill it and it's like there's no there's no way to make it all work Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's. I think I said it earlier. As far as yeah, it's always good to be at the beginning of something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Being the uh, <laughs> and even when, if you get big, if you're at the beginning and you blow up, you can you, you see usually those guys usually stay. They're still they still have the respect, whether it's the priests or the again the Metallicas or the uh, uh, or whatever, like any kind of band like that. There just seems to be kind of a or even Rush too. Yeah, where they just. Yeah, you have that pure moment where you kind of where you got you grew, you got bigger, but you still kept something yeah where right. it's yeah where it's still right. it's still in yours, other words yeah. like the sky's advice for getting huge in music in 2021 <laughs> don't save your time <laughs> Just and quit. go do something right, yeah. <laughs> go, do, go trade crypto yeah i mean this again if anything it's just that probably the most extreme example of being at the right place at the right time yeah that's kind of what, yeah, what it it's is. all about which you can't predict yeah. anyway you can't know yeah. that's, and that, that, that's the brutality of the entertainment industry i mean whether it's music yeah it's just and so I mean, yeah, it was better 40 years you know, ago where should, there was so you know, many, a little bit so, better chance, but not, so, yeah, forget it so now. So many artists will say, it's like, honestly, you almost just have to make the music for yourself. You got to do it for, because you would do it anyway, and you can't think of any expectations or money in it. And it's like, right. I mean, I'm sure. Isn't that what we're doing right here? Is that why podcasts are more listenable than anything else? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty I'm not joking. That's why Should we call this out. episode, Music Sucks, Quit Now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to dis- I don't want I don't want to discourage it. and sound jaded and stuff like that but it's like and, and I realize like you know we're like-minded guys and stuff and we have these conversations so it would be really nice to get some feedback on this and get outside opinions cuz like 
you know, when we talk yeah, like Eddie this, Trunk, what do you think? When you when we talk about yeah. it like this and stuff like that, it almost does seem like there's not a lot of hope in it. But like, obviously, it's still working for a lot of people, and everybody loves mm. and needs music. It's like right. music's but never going to go so away. You really got you really got to grind. You got to be willing to, uh, yeah, well, I guess willing to do anything. You had to. It, or, it's or just to one it sense. Yeah is not enough these days. It's got to be, Alex, I think you mentioned it, maybe Chris, it's got to be accompanied by visuals. They want to see something with their music. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that was Whether it's a TikTok that, yeah. skit, a dance, a music video on YouTube, whatever. Well, that's it's the thing. As far as, yeah, as far as the, uh, yeah, as far as the show, there has got to be, I mean, I, one thing I kind of have to agree with what I think was what uh, Gene Simmons said as far as, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you don't want to go, I mean, if you're going to a live show, you just don't want to, you don't want to see just a bunch of guys just standing there or whatever, shoegazing or to the extreme. I mean, you want a the little bit of a, right, or even, or even like, again, we'll finish then, um, as far as, yeah, Van Halen in the early days playing to 10 people and they're playing like they're playing an arena. Yeah, it's sort of that energy, just that willingness to kind of step out of the box, which I don't think you really have, yeah, that kind of people, I guess, artists that are comfortable enough in themselves just to to really do that in kind of unique ways. I don't know what to, I don't know. Yeah. Again, that goes back to the, it's like what, what's left you know, what, sure. <laughs> as far as to break open the, uh, to blow things up again, you know, get stir the, stir the pot. I don't know. Well, it yeah. was something that uh, I remember, um, a quote from Duke Ellington, um, why he wanted to get into music because that's because he wanted to, to meet girls. I like that's Steven, all the girls Steve, love the Steven musicians Tyler, so as was, long as that continues well, people will still be making music <laughs> as, as long as that as long as humans yeah. continue to be humans i suppose right. it will exist i love that with steven um, tyler's i think whole thing i remember an interview where he said yeah it's like i just trying to bad just wanted to meet yeah just hook up yeah, like that kind of just yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I, I don't know why i just love that where it was just so simple just kind of like a big middle finger to the yeah, I think we're making this. Too, I think we're making this too complicated, guys. We got to just have. Yeah. We just got to have lower just expectations. Rock. That's what we're gonna do. That's, we're gonna that's all I, I want. Mean, as, as, as introspective as like Zeppelin was, I mean, they were crazy, kind of. But yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Again, there's so many. Fa- yeah, like again, I mean, just summing up this episode, I mean, there's so many factors at play that it's hard to. Yeah, it's just again, you're talking about the human experience in a way, which yeah. is which is ever evolving and yeah. ever and if there was ever a pe- different for everybody. Yeah. For one, one's experiences on other person's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, and if there was a road, yeah, which map. is, which is great. I mean, that, and that's why we, and that's why we love talking about it and we love digging it. Cause again, there, I mean, what would, it wouldn't be interesting if it wasn't so diverse and so right. kind of, right. uh, uh, boiler well, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And if there was a road, if there was a roadmap to the finish line, everybody would do it. Right. So with that in mind, be yourself, be authentic, and just keep doing it for yourself, and then then you you'll find success <laughs> in that. So like whether it's 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 monetary or you know metric based by you know social yeah. proof or whatever, or it's just internal. Like that's just just yeah. keep on being you. Yeah. Um, oh, Matt Nagy has ruined that. Hasn't he? <laughs> Nobody's gonna know what that means. <laughs> Only Chicago fans. Yeah, only Chicago Bears fans who are sick of yeah. their head coach in 2021. All right, that sounds like a wrap, guys. Uh, we will yeah. uh, actually just be ro- rolling a, a, another episode at you with uh, Alex. He might uh, give us something special. He might just give us another album to, to go track by track by. So we'll see. That's our next episode. Stay tuned for our next uh, musical journey that we will be taking, and we will hope that you will be there with us. See you then. <laughs>